The Blue Army are out in force, as you'd expect, with Godolphin firing on all cylinders this spring carnival. James Cummings has made some time and a busy morning to join us. Good morning, James. Good morning, Warren. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. Where do we find you this morning? I'm uh, presently waiting outside of 448 Epsom Road for uh, my my good friend Chris to pick up some extra car parking passes for what's going to be a busy day at, at Flemington. It sure promises to be. Look, let's start with the Group 1s and start with In Secret in what looks a terrific Coolmore stud stakes. How has she settled in down here? Yeah, she's settled in all right. She hasn't been here that long, but uh, long enough to see the straight and uh, gear up for the second crack at a, at a, at a uh, top top Group 1 at set weight. She, uh, she arrives here very fresh and, uh, and, and only lightly raced this spring carnival all the way from the Golden Rose, which has been an outstanding form race. Uh, the drop back to six furlongs from, from 1,400 metres is in her favour, and uh, she, she, will, uh, she will be primed and ready to go, but, what, but, but isn't it a good race? It looks like there's plenty of depth. There's, you know, there's large, large, a large field, so solid in number. And, uh, and the last time I checked, there were no scratchings. It's one of the few races on the card with no scratchings in it. Uh, so um, everyone's here to play. And, uh, you know, in secret, I feel going to have to go to a, uh, a level she's not been at before, even though she went so well in the, in the, in the Golden Rose. These winners, the winner of this race, which is a bit like the, it's a bit like the Golden Slipper of the Spring Carnival for three-year-olds. It, it's, uh, it, you know, the winner generally rates through the roof. So we're going to have to see um, in secret produce their absolute best. Limited exposure, but a jump out down the straight where she was tucked in behind them. Feedback as and your view as to how she'll handle straight racing. Oh, good. Well, uh, I think that's. I think that'll be. I think that'll be the least of her problems. I think the. Uh, I think the strength of the race is the challenge ahead of in secret, um, and the uh, and the Phillies ready to run a big race. But uh, but wow, you know, look at the look, look at the names that are scattered through this field. Uh, these are very interesting horses, competing form lines, um, you know, and horses horses that are sharp, very sharp horses that look like you know future Group One future Group One horses, even if they don't get up and win today. So um, you know that's the that's the challenge before in secret, and uh, and we're we're um, we're. Well, we've got to be. I think we've got to be bullish about her chances, but we've we've got to concede that she's got a lot a lot, a lot to do. Pericles goes around in the Derby, and, and you're on record as saying he's certainly facing some challenges in terms of getting to distances. Lightly raced horse that really is a bit unprecedented for your stable. What were you looking for this week to to ensure that he he could come through that run last week and back up in the Derby? Yeah, go right, go right, let us swing around. Yeah, uh, well. The horse, the horse. Um, I don't back. I don't put many horses on the seven-day backup. We try to be very selective when we do it. Um, I had one winner on Wednesday at Ramwick on the Kensington track, and that horse, the horse you know well, Pickerons, she was on the seven-day backup. So we are we are hopeful that the horses are, um, are still strong in their appetite. They are aim for that building there. That's the that's the office you want to aim for. Sorry, Warren. 
my, my man, I don't think my man's been given the best riding instructions. I'm <laughs> <laughs> tip it's a lot clearer when you're talking to J Mac. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so um, appetite's got to be good. It's got to be bright in the skin. They've got to be uh, have a healthy glow in the eye. My riders have got to be giving me the positive feedback that they're that they're bright and on their toes on the track and not wandering wandering around with their heads hanging between their knees and, and listless. Um, he's been none. Of, he's been none of that. He's been you know, he's been all go all week. He, he's uh, he's got a bit of, he's got a touch of class about him, of course. And uh, if I was sitting sitting down and doing a form for the Derby, you know, I'd be pretty confident I can get a line on just about every horse they've been running in set weights races and they've been you know, running over ground and they've been building up over a mile and then further and a mile and a quarter. The one horse it's just a little difficult to get the line on is Pericles because we haven't seen the ceiling of Pericles yet. He jumped straight to 2,000 metres in, in, in one large leap and, and, he ran, and he, ran a fantastic, he ran a fantastic third in the Vars, which I'd like to think was, was really good form on Saturday evening. And, uh, and it didn't take long for the market to react and say, yeah, well, you know, we're going to say that's better form than the Geelong Derby trial, the, the Caulfield Classic, and perhaps even the, and perhaps even the, uh, you know, at the, at, at, I mean, they haven't jumped yet, but at the moment, the market's saying it's, it's a stronger form line than the Spring Champion Stakes. So, with all that said, good luck. With all that said, the horse, uh, the horse is going to be given his chance, and he, he's, uh, he's enjoying himself, and it's a huge challenge to win a VRC Derby. It's a real test of a horse's. Um, speed and stamina and character, and uh, and and, and we're, we're uh, you know we're relatively we're relatively bullish about him deserving his opportunity to prove himself. How do you feel about Sandpaper coming off his last start win, going round and race one the Carbine Club? Well, uh, I'm very fearful of these horses that are coming out of the Caulfield Guineas because the Caulfield Guineas, to my eye, has looked like a, uh, a very reliable form race. Um, uh, lots of a uh, couple of solid Group Two winners already. Uh, a narrow defeat in a Group One through the uh, th- through the through the effort of elliptical in the Spring Champion Stakes. Um, fourth place getter in the Vars. The group Two, you know, just good runs all over the park so far. And there's and there, there's you know there's horses like Tijuana and uh, Mike Mar- Mike Maroney's horse. Uh, so. Look, I think that uh, the sandpaper is going to run very well. He's, uh, he's he's a winner of the Gothic Stakes, and my my uh, my previous winner of the Carbon Club won the Gothic Stakes, Ramier. Uh, so I like using that race as a as a, as a lead into this. He's only third up. He's lightly raced. You've got to put a pen through the races he's had on very heavy tracks. I think soft, soft, and um, and maybe even maybe even an eight would be okay for him. But I don't think this track like that. I walked that track yesterday morning. And uh, and Liam and Liam, uh, Liam O'Keefe's done an amazing job with that that, that track. It's, I know he's had a bit of rain this week, and you know it's um, it's funny. Liam said, oh, "I just wish we hadn't had the rain." And I said, "Liam, I'm from Sydney. This hasn't been rain. You haven't seen rain like Sydney, you know." And and uh, and it's and it's true. But uh, the, the this track's going to have to go through four straight race meetings in the next uh, in the next week. So I, I can appreciate why he'd wish he was just able to. Provide the absolute perfect deck first run, first uh, first uh, first day of the Flemington Cup Carnival, but um, but the track looks great and uh, and it's uh, it's amazing how well it's going to be draining on that course proper because I, see my office is inside the uh, the running rail of the course proper, and uh, and uh, that I share with Sean Keel and Reg Fleming and the other Flemington trainers, 
And I can tell you that there are about four billabongs that have sprung up since these floodwaters have receded after inches and inches of rain have fallen at Flemington. And, uh, and it's amazing to think when I see and I walk past those, those they're, they're, they're so big, they're nearly, you'd nearly call them lakes by now. And, and yet the course prop has drained to a soft seven um, by the time they've read the, 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 the rating out. So that's, um, that, just, that just continues to prove what an amazing draining track the Flemington course proper is and, uh, and how well Liam's got that track going. And, uh, and so Sandpaper, to come back to the point, will get his preferred going and I think he'll run very well. He's just going to have to take on that, um, that very strong form line from the, uh, from the Caulfield Guinea. Back to Flemington could be a positive for Allegron in race two, the Archer Stakes. So what are you hoping for today and what would you need to see to, to then press on to, to the Cup on Tuesday? Well, Allegron was, uh, was very flat, wasn't he, when the sprint went on in the Caulfield Cup? I don't think he was in the right spot in the end. We were really, um, Ethan and I were quite hopeful that there would be a bit more pressure. I mean, we didn't choose our barrier. Our barrier was chosen for us, and we had Allegron. We didn't have, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have like Knight's Order in the race, you know. So um, those horses that were able to stroll up there and be on pace were advantaged. There's no doubt about that. Um, and and those horses that are, those horses that sort of lack a turn of foot like Allegron, well, you know, it's going to be hard all the time. It's always going to be hard for that horse to get going, first run at Caulfield, and, 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 a, and a number of reasons why you might forgive the horse for running fourth last and decent six and a half lengths. But nevertheless, that's what it reads on paper, and I feel like the horse needed to improve, um, even in himself, as much as, as, much as, as, much as how, it reads, how his form reads on paper. And his coat has gone ahead quite a few lengths in, the, in, in my eyes since then. He's trained on, he's trained on uh, just about the same. Um, we, we try to get him a little sharper to, uh, to, to keep him uh, fit enough uh, for for uh, the, for his chance to win over a mile and a half today, but also to have him come off the track bouncing with a view that he might still be able to line up in the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday, and it will take a very fit Allegron to beat the horses that are coming from overseas and the weight for age horses that are relatively well weighted like Monophilia and Duace and Duace in the Melbourne Cup because they'll beat they'll beat Allegron for a turn of foot ten times out of ten. But the only way he can turn the tables on those horses is if he outstays them and is the fittest horse on the park on Tuesday. And so that's what we're looking for by proceeding with our assignment today in the Archer Stakes with Alan Long. Rising fast, race three on the card. Gravina coming off that last start win. Willem Uick doing a, a number of a number of rides, taking a number of rides for the stable today. How do you line up Gravina following that last start win? Well, do you know that William Buick's had 20 rides in Group 3 this season and he's won on 10 of them? So here, he is, uh, so, so here he is on the, uh, in, the, in the Group 3 on uh, Gravina. He's a last start winner, Gravina. Hadn't won for a while before that, but I love the way he burst through for Blake Shin, who's suspended today, and, uh, and, and, and won his first stakes at Caulfield last time. He beat a horse in the third of ours uh, by the name of Zetas, and, I, and that horse is flying. And he's... he's uh, He's got the eye of the tiger about him, that horse. He's training, he's training like a weapon, and I think he'll run. I think he'll run very, very well. The forms, the form of the race, you know, um, it looks like he's got opposition. There's no doubt about that. And uh, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm respectful of them. Generation's been 
you know, he's, he's dropping back from Group One form, and uh, and since he since he won in uh, February, uh, that horse has been tackling some 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 very good sprinters, and he's starting like single figures, single figure odds in Group One. So he's got he's got he's got opposition, Gravina, but gee, I think he's going to run a good race, and uh, and we've we've got a we've got a rider who's you know, we've got a rider who's got his tail in the air. He's he's flown in, um, he's well rested. I, I met with him yesterday, and he's and he's got his eye on the ball. He was asking me interesting questions that suggested that he'd had a good read through the form and he already had a bit of a handle on these horses. And uh, and, he, and he just happens to be riding at about 34% this season in stage races everywhere. So wherever he's jetted in from anywhere around the world, uh, he's, he's, he's capable of hitting the ground running. And uh, and I just re- would love to see my horses run, run good races for him today. Your thoughts on Zapateo, who has William Buick aboard going down the straight in the last... Well, I like Zapateo dropping back to 1100. I think the, the the last couple of runs at 1200 meters have gotten away with I've gotten away with it the first time on the wet track when we when you needed to come away from the rail. Um, I felt the bias was in her favour that day after that rain had come down on on um, on, on Corfield Guinea's Prelude Day. The next start, she just probably tried to do the same thing, but I, it's not the way to ride that horse. She likes to be cuddled a little longer. And, uh, and and perhaps six furlongs at that pace probably brought her undone. Um, here we've got her dropping back to 1,100, and she's freshened up well. She she spent a little bit of time by the billabong out there at Northwood Park after that run at Caulfield. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, when the floods hit, she had to spend an extra weekend there than I would have liked, but it hasn't done her too much harm. And uh, kept the saddle off her back and kept her away from the training track, and, uh, and she's, um, she's freshened up adequately by doing so and uh, and I can you know anyone who's interested in following her she wouldn't have blown a candle out after the main uh, lead up piece of training in the um, in the in the, in the build up to this begonia bell which is tends to be a very hard race to win because a lot of very astute trainers and stables they target this race with their mares um, there's a there's a handful of scratchings here but um, but uh, interesting that Zapateo is going to get her opportunity to Make her run down the stand side, and uh, and that, uh, how much how much is that? How much will that have been tested by this stage of the day? Time will tell. Leaning towards your your best runner at Flemington, James. Do you have a leaning? Well, I think my shortest price runner on the day is in the hardest race of the day, which is the Coolmore. Uh, so um, that tells us that we've got to be. We've got to be on our toes, and we, you know, we've got to be grateful to get any, um, you know, to get any luck go our way. It's a very hard day, very good, very deep fields. I know the uh, the archers seems to have been obliterated by scratchings, but it's still a but it's still a fascinating race in its own right there with um, you know with the competing form lines uh, and uh, and quite capable stayers. So yeah, look, I'd like to think, uh, you know, I'd like to think probably. Probably go with the horse that you've got a good feeling on in the in, in the um, in the most winnable race, and maybe it is that race. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, I don't like getting I don't like tipping horses, but I do like the way all my horses are going. And uh, and there's a there's a race that uh, looks like uh, it's been it's been whittled down to a very winnable number of opposition coming up against Allegron. Let's talk about Kementari and Valana. You've got a number of runners at Rose Hill, but how are you feeling about, in particular, Kementari in the Nature Strip and, and Valana in the Golden Eagle today? Well, um, you know, the tracks, um, the tracks are good for with, 
uh, with unbelievable weather in Sydney this week. The, the day's been heavily promoted by Racing New South Wales and the ATC, so I really hope they get a bumper crowd there. As for um, as for my horses that are competing, I'd really I'd really dearly love the uh, the, the track to be a uh, uh, to be racing as good as it did back in September on Golden Rose Golden Rose Day, which is the last time the rail was in the true at Rose Hill, and it's had a number of weeks off. Um, it only had one little midweek meeting since then, and uh, and and and. and uh, Kementari is just going to, you know, Kementari is not going to want to see uh, by race seven, you know, a number, a number of, um, a number of horses being advantaged by being on the inside. He is going, he is going superb. That horse, he was not beaten far, about two and beaten about two and a half lengths in the Everest. That's the right form, and uh, that's the, that's got to be the right form, and uh, and you know he, he, he's. I think he's still. I think he's a legitimate top three chance, but he's. Got, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting how that unfolds. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we get some sort of run from the draw uh, for the, our horse Valana, who was at the top of the ballot, having won the Silver Eagle. He's a very he's a very nice horse, and he, and I haven't taken him to fifteen hundred meters before, but he had the look of a horse who I thought could be a, um, you know. It could be a Smoky and a Caulfield Guineas twelve months ago. Um, I put him in. I, I put the horse away because I just didn't think he was ready uh, at that time. Um, he came through. His, he came through the Sydney um, autumn, winning a winning on a heavy ten there at Ramwick when he got his own way in front. But but um, but then I loved the way he won a Fred Best Classic in Queensland because I, that, even though it's just a Group Three, it tends to be a good horse's race. And he, he did it with a bit of style. Nothing really went his way his next start when we met him in the Stradbroke. But the Stradbroke's been a ripping form race. Alligator Blood, Private Eye, Rothfire. Just had a heap of winners come out of it. And, um, and, and now he's hit the ground running with an excellent win first up as a four-year-old. And hopefully he's, uh, hopefully he's the, you know, one of the more lightly raced four-year-olds in this Golden Eagle. And he's on an upward spiral. It could be could be the next star, and uh, and he'll need to be because this is a good race. Light, inf- light infantry's got mouth-watering international form. Um, you know, I know they haven't been winning hinged in Fangirl, but they're Group One winners, and they've been running well against Anna, you know Animo. They've been running well in you know hinged around well in an Epsom, and, uh, and and in the Congo, I won't forget that in the Congo held on narrowly to beat Animo in the Golden Rose. You know, it was fourteen hundred fourteen hundred Rose Hill. Last sept, you know, September last year, and here, here he is, fifteen hundred Rose Hill in October this year, and and looks like looks like getting you know like the perfect run on the speed. So lots of good horses in the race, and uh, and it'd be great to see Valana prove that he's right up to them, and and and, and can mix it with them in a in a uh, you know what's 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 continuing to prove to be an elite race each and every year. Best of luck today, James. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Warren. Cheers.